It's Wednesday, January 27th, 2021, and you're listening to episode 561 of Fear the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is 37 minutes. So let's start picking down the list, going over some of the ones that we missed, though we actually did, I think, touch on just about all these, at least a little bit. Top readings for suckers. So let's go with... This is the one John contributed. Mm -hmm. So let's go with improv acting or treating RP itself as an art form. So people who simply enjoy the act of acting, Mm -hmm. the, they just enjoy playing the part to them being fighter is no different than being Banquo. (laughs) That's a Shakespeare reference for anyone who's really. The Scottish, ig- the Scottish play. That, yeah. that, yeah. that, that ignorant, <laughs> yes, I am that ignorant. I did not know that character, and I know that I'm not just supposed to say McLeod. Yeah, I got it. So There should have been uh, only one. <laughs> <laughs> Chad shaking his head. All right, so, but God knows there are no shortage of people in the role-playing hobby who are professionally or semi-professionally actors or who are themselves in some kind of like comedy improv troupe or something like that. Uh, I believe Meow Meow <laughs> is in one. Yeah. And so you know, we know we've got people out there. And for some people, that is the big draw of an RPG, is simply the opportunity to play a role and to act a character. What about what you want out of the game conflicts with what I want out of the game? Like, for example... And I know I'm alienating people here, hmm. and I'm sorry because I'm about to butt hurt some people. I fucking hate voices. I don't want to do a voice. I don't want to listen to your voice. I don't die a lot of you. I don't care if you're Alan Tudyk and you're like one of the greatest voice actors of my generation. I don't want to fucking sit at the goddamn table. I can't do it. I was literally my very next thing I was going to say was there's nothing better when you have a really good voice actor that's running NPCs and <laughs> doing I, the different voices. It's so, so goddamn pretentious. I guess I, I guess it's so fucking fake. I can't. I guess my it. question is, what's your scale? And what I mean by that is obviously, you know, we're talking like a price zero. So let me ask Dan you this. Does voices. Well, well, let me ask you this. Did you have a problem with me doing Lee and Gil? No, because because Lee and those Gil were because totally those were realistic, palatable within your range as a human being. Human okay, voices so you that could so, come out of your goddamn mouth. So, gotcha. so, so what so you don't like, like is an overperformance. <laughs> and good day, sir. I'm gonna kick that guy. I don't want to. That's a game I'm gonna ruin. I'm gonna. And murder that NPC. My lawful good paladin is going to get out a dagger and cut a hole in that guy's trait okay. and f- it. I mean, there is no way wow. I can't do it. So He's really, you just hate bad anymore. voice acting. No, 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 no. I said voice acting. Okay, yes, yeah. but then you well, had no problem oh, with him, oh, and you so have no problem with Dan doing fat acting. That's an affectation. That's different. Okay. And well, I know, see, see, I know I'm being, know I know I'm being no. semantic, but it really is different in my mind. No, and that, and that's why I asked. You know, too, because. Again, I, I think that there's a difference between talking like a pirate right. and then like my two characters, Gil and Lee, who right. one is very gruff and rough, but doesn't have a lot of confidence unless he is being a bully. Yeah. And then you have the other character, Lee, who is full of confidence, but he's so, almost a feat and intellectual. Yeah, Sarah, I think oh. back once again to the good old Gnarl Sir and Sir William game where... Mm-hmm. 
Gnarl was purely voice acted. And not only did I have one null voice, but I'd actually developed multiple null voices I, that had... I love you. I would have a hard time with that. Well, I really would. Okay, but to answer your, your question of what do you do when people have not just conflicting reasons to be there, but reasons that conflict in a way that excludes one person's enjoyment from another, that A and B want diametrically opposite things, I think it comes down to either they have to reach some kind of middle ground or one of them has to go. I and mean, I get it's... it. I mean, I'm I'm the asshole, right? I'm the intolerant one. I will be the guy to bow out of that game. Like, yeah. if the voice acting is important to people, totally cool. I'm not going to shit on right. you. I mean, I've done it here in this forum, sort of the exaggerated mic that, that's on the show. But I don't want your feelings to be hurt, right? I don't want to yuck your yum. I just don't like in my butt it's just not sure. my thing it's not a, it's not a wow. value judgment i just yeah. don't like it you and you are allowed to not like that yeah. uh, butts aside you are allowed to not like things yeah i actually had this conversation on our discord channel the other day again not about and butts but i, I we had this conversation on i discord. mean a finger is a different story did you guys give me well, something i don't have to believe <laughs> we had this conversation on, on our fear the boot discord the other day and we were talking about like video games and how people get really excited about them. And then people get really angry about them. Yeah. And yeah. People yeah. kind of see like they take a, a personal it's it's like their personality almost. You have to let people like things, something that you don't like, like what you're doing. You know, it's like you're crapping on the voice acting, but you're not saying people shouldn't do it. They just shouldn't do it in your game because you don't like it. Yeah, like I don't I don't LARP. Dude, right. you're going to LARP. Right. LARP to your heart's content, man. I'm just not going to play. But you also have to let people not like things. It's okay to not like voices, and I think that it's okay to go to your game and your game master, your players, and say, listen, I don't really like the crazy Scottish pirate you, thing. You, it, hear, you hear that, anime fans? <laughs> it's okay to not like anime mm. because motherfuckers you've just never seen good anime mike you're, <laughs> you're right i've never seen good anime mm -hmm. you have to allow people not to like things and the question is not whether or not mike likes anime and strange yeah. voices the question is do we have to have this crazy scottish bagpiping pirate in the game now, the character's fine, but because I'll be honest with you, I don't have a problem with voices. Dan does great voices. Wayne does great voices. I do okay affectations, like you were saying. But, oh my God, it, it gets so old. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just like, I, I don't mind coming into a conversation where, ah, hi, matey, and then we just kind of like let it drop, and then we're talking. Yeah, and there's something and that's I've actually called done in that movies. In. I forget what it's called, but where they start a scene and two people are speaking in Russian with subtitles. And then when one sentence ends, they just go to speak yeah. English. But you understand it's still yeah. in Russian. So it, I've done this in game before as a GM. I will say I'm not going to do the voice mm -hmm. because it, it's a voice that's going to hurt my throat sure. or it's just too much thought. Having a dog that talks, right. trying to figure out how it would say things. It's more effort than I want to yeah. put in for a NPC that's just a funny comedic just a pet. Yeah. So... This may spin off to another episode. I don't know. I think this goes into it is important to know why we game. It's also important to know why we don't game. Yeah. Mike does not want to game with your Scottish pirate. And that's okay. The worst thing you can do is try to convince him why he should game with the Scottish pirate. I've mentioned many times before, 
I hated anime for years, and mm-hmm. I hated it because of all the people trying to get me into anime. I'm a huge anime See, fan. He, he finally found a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a huge anime fan, but it was eventually having to get past everyone telling me I just hadn't seen a good one, right. and you should watch this one. And everything that, the same way. Yeah, everything they gave me was things that music covered everything yeah. that I disliked. Just like Chad, people tried to get him to play Mass Effect. And they sold it the wrong way for years. Hmm. Until lesbian had- alien sex. But is the game good? Well, the game's great. It has lesbian alien sex in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what's the like combat like? Is there a leveling system? If I oh, it has all that. And guess what? It has lesbian alien sex. I'm like, you know what? Like, dude, I, I have the internet. Right. Like, I'm going to buy a video game. I know. It's like wait. I got to put it's... like 80 hours into this. I got to pay 60 bucks for this. Like, now, there are people that that is a sales point for them absolutely. that I would, I would go right to it. Lesbian alien sex. Pass giving me his credit card. Right. <laughs> but I'm not going there with Chad. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the bow I would put on this is, yeah, you have to know mm-hmm. what you like. You have to know what you don't like. And being conscious of which buckets people are in versus which buckets they're refusing does give you a sense of the problems you may run into at the table and may start that early negotiation of, okay, and I will say I can deal with this, not this work. We find middle ground or does one of us need to leave? And on the middle ground thing, this is why this episode is interesting and important. Cause when I came into this episode, I was like, you know, why do we like gaming? Okay. We'll talk about some gaming stories and why we like gaming. But actually this episode, the topics has really grown on me. I do think this is more important than I thought it was. It is important to know why you like gaming so that you can get the most out of it. It's important to know why the people around you like gaming so that you can deliver that as a game master or not step on that as a player. I think we've discovered that why it's important to understand what people don't like about gaming so we can avoid all that. We've discovered if we want Broder to leave the table, we need to do more voices. If you want Broder to leave the table, just f***ing say so, man. <laughs> we- I mean, listen... Anybody in my life who can break my heart and put a knife on my back has just about done it. So you guys get whatever. It's another kick in the dick, man. I'll live. (laughs) We, that aside, we need to understand, too, in ourselves, the things we like and don't like about gaming that are not a number one priority. For me, I'm not as hardcore on the voices as Bredora's, but they go too long for me. But you know what? That is a lower priority for me. I'm willing to just chuck that one aside to keep gaming. Mike is not, and that's fine. Yeah, I am so, more likely knowing this now. If I were to run a game right. for you, Brodor, I would do a, this is what the voice is like, and then not use the voice. You need to understand, not you, Wayne. You, you the person here, needs to understand what you are willing to compromise on. I know that compromise is a bad word nowadays, but you, you have to understand what you like and don't like about gaming and what you're willing to compromise on. And as players and friends, and I'm looking at Dan here for this, you have to understand that some people like Dan are willing to compromise everything and not have fun. Yeah. And as friends who love him, we must understand that about him and make sure he doesn't do that when he runs games. Because... Dan's greatest lie is a game master. Well, Dan, what do you want? I can do anything. F*** you, you're lying. (laughs) And I'm not letting you get away with it. One this ties into pretty well. So we're now on, I believe, what, item seven. If people up to this point have been like, man, I couldn't think of any reason why I'd have an issue with that, that if someone's trying to explore themselves, whatever that means, or exploring a personality trait, they're exploring gender identity, sexuality, they're exploring past trauma they're exploring 
why they want to be a treasure hunter. It doesn't matter what. And people are like, oh, everyone ought to just, you know, let that go. What's the issue? Well, I'm going to give you one in number seven here. The ability to express difficult or unacceptable ideas. Okay. There's something pretty valuable that occurs in a lot of media that most people, I would assume, recognize the value of, which is sometimes it deals with very difficult or uncomfortable topics. And it's a way for us to understand those ideas, to get where they come from, to get how they pop up in someone's mind, and so on and so forth. And sometimes people come into a role-playing game. Now, this could be done with some kind of malice or negligent abandon. I just want an excuse to throw around end bombs and role playing is going to be it for me. Right. We're playing in the 1930s, so yeah, and and <laughs> yeah. so that's that's all it is, you know. But it doesn't have to be that. If you're in a group that has that comfort level, there may be all kinds of topics that you want to explore that you know are uncomfortable, and you have to work out with your group where is this headed. Right. I mean, this is one of the questions I had for a group the first time I played Deadlands was I'm like, okay, I'm an ex-Confederate like cavalryman. How realistic do you want me to play this? Yeah. Because are we on one hand, I'm just playing on the gray team, or are we going to really deal with the fact yeah. that Confederate were pro-slavery? And, you know, it's so I... You know, I had to work that out with the group. Yeah. What exactly is it you want? It's about your comfort level. It's about their comfort right. level. And it's also about asking the realistic and question that you had brought up earlier. Are you trying to explore something interesting in a space where people can accept that and set these boundaries? Or are you just looking for an excuse to drop the N-bomb? Because you're or, and, and, you know, we're you using know. that as an easy one, but right. this could be anything. Because I, be. I want you to keep in mind... I realize we are a super divided society. No one can think with empathy anymore. I'm begging you for a moment. Please do so. I need everyone listening to this, every person listening to this to understand each and every one of you has ideas and opinions and parts of your life that are going to be unacceptable to the bell curve of society. Mm -hmm. That is every human being. Not you, the minority, not the yeah. low, not the 1%. I don't care how much back padding you get on social media from whomever for whatever. You've got something in you that other people are not going to want to see dealt with at the table or see expressed at the table. We all have some unacceptable to other people ideas. And once again, we're picking an easy one here. Right. There are some that would get a lot more controversial, a lot more complicated. But that is a reason some people mm -hmm. won't play is because they want to do those. Now, it, once again, it doesn't have to always be bad. Maybe those, it's a part of it. We played an all evil character campaign. Yeah. yeah. For a chance to explore these kind of messed up ideas. These weren't good people. No. You know, we rooted for them because they were the protagonists. Mm -hmm. But if you're the only player sitting down to the table and you're wanting to do this, the first thing I think you need to ask yourself is why? Because if you're looking for a free therapy session, right, the table is not the place to do that. Yeah. If you're looking to just explore something because you're interested in the idea, that's a different story. Mm -hmm. And role playing can be used to seriously help mental health, mm -hmm. but not at the cost of everyone else at the table's fun. Right. 
I am guilty as a game master, not as a player, but certainly as a game master of having things in my game because I find them jarring or shocking. And then I present them in a narrative situation to my players and I am titillated by their disgust. <laughs> I've ambushed them with some really, really gnarly sh- That's just a tool in the GM toolbox. <laughs> right. But obviously I would not do that at a convention with a table of strangers. These right. are people who over years I have slowly broken down <laughs> their of sense of decency and brought them into the bro door fold. So when I describe some of the shit that I do, they throw up, but they don't run screaming from my home. Cause they all think, man, it could be worse. Here's one that gets a lot of bad press. And I think to an extent, deservedly so, but I will also admit that that is a very subjective statement. <laughs> So this is one that I don't personally like, but that doesn't mean it's bad, wrong, fun. Power fantasies. Oh, yeah, sure. People who just want to get in a role-playing game so they can be untouchable, they can be the big badass. Guess what? Life sucks. Sometimes it doesn't suck too bad for a lot of us. For others of us, it just is nonstop kicking us in the balls. Yeah. And sometimes... You just want to be the one kicking other people in the balls. Life does not afford you that opportunity. So for four hours on a Friday night well, with your buddies and beer, and you know you what? just start kicking indoors and taking people's I will admit, and I think this is true of most people, though the t- degree to which this is true is going to vary, but I think this is at least 0.1% true of everybody. We all game with a degree of power fantasy in that we want to be untouchable in certain ways. Now, with me, that's pretty easy to define. I don't want the GM dictating actions for my characters. I don't like dealing with intra-party betrayal, things like that. For other people, it may be something more specific that seems self-obvious, but it is arguably a power fantasy to say, I do not want to be harmed in way X that I could be harmed in in real life because that's a fantasy of having power and control you don't actually have. I think that comes out a lot in video games, too. You want to play the big, tough character in the power armor that yeah. they can walk through the wasteland yeah. taking people out. You don't want to play the guy who has a pistol when you, other people have power armor. Have you ever played a 20th level fighter <laughs> in 3.5 Dungeons & Dragons? The erection that I have right now <laughs> is damn near splitting. I know splitting what we, my foreskin. Dude, I know what it's measured in. It feet. <laughs> it, I'm about to come in because there's nothing more delicious than a litany of feats and the damage and the crit range of your great sword is beautiful. I love that. Shit. I love power gaming. I love I love a good monstrous superhero punch a guy through a goddamn bank vault door stuff. Oh, I love yeah. I love that. Well, I mean, I sometimes th- you just don't want to deal with the combat. You want the power because you just like, man, really? We're oh my to roll god! Out another Two one. And a half hours of combat. Well, because I'm in maxed. Yeah. Dead. 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 Great. Back to the role play. Yeah. No, I'm with you. There. There is sweet spot right where it's like. You mean Mm. at some point 
if you haven't yet, it just gets boring and I'm tired and I just Mm. don't want to do this anymore. But there's a moment, right, where you both just hit at the same time. Oh, that's when combat's magic, man. When it's the perfect number of rounds and it's the perfect dance, the perfect number of hit points lost. The player characters think that they're on the ropes. The DM's a piece of shit because it's (laughs) another goddamn TPK. Here we go, Brodo, you fucking and then just at the last moment we pull it together and nobody's dead and that last guy's getting pulled up off the ground and getting a potion of light wounds because they're cure light wounds it's all we have left and we loot the bad guy it's beautiful wow uh well somebody got like a roll of paper towels and some salt (laughs) peter (laughs) maybe a priest Right. Okay. Uh, so I guess this unfortunately ties into the next one. Hot. You know, on the power fantasy thing, too, I like the alternative power fantasy, which I discovered in what was the ending of our most recent game, Masks, that we had. Masks okay. is a superhero game. Yeah. It's about, it's a power by the apocalypse, whatever. It's a great game. Absolutely loved it. Loved the system. And Wayne's game was phenomenally good. So the premise is, is that you play like teenagers, you, you play a non-adult and the, the point of the sort of progression and growth is not getting more hit points and bigger weapons. stuff. It, it is you discovering yourself and, and becoming more of an adult and more in control of yourself and control your powers and whatnot. But it's a superhero game. I mean, we had people throwing fireballs yeah. from their hands. We had people teleporting around. We had, Alternative power fantasy, though, my character had no powers because I was the sort of Robin archetype. I was the protege. No powers whatsoever. And I just had training. I could punch a guy. But if somebody's throwing fireballs at me, what am I going to do? It was really interesting to play because I'm not the big, huge guy throwing people through walls and making them explode. But it's like I was out thinking them. It, that's how my character survived is by being the Robin Batman Nightwing sort of character who outthought and, and outmaneuvered people. So I, I discovered over this past campaign is that there is in fact an alternate track for power fantasy of not being explosive, yeah. so to speak. Right. But being a mastermind, as you just said, mm. is its own power fantasy, yeah. right? The mm. out thinking. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. It's one of the ways I play like a fallout game mm-hmm. is I max out charisma. Yeah. I love walking in and being able to, Oh, you want to shoot me? Here's my words. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'll take your caps. And it's why I like bards is mm-hmm. I like having options. And that's the, really the big thing for me. I like going into any situation and having all of these options out in front of me. And then I pick the one I want and be able to just, power down that path even in real life i'm more likely i've got like one option it's- you have you played feng shui the robin d laws kung fu action theater game no it is a very very fight heavy game mm-hmm. but it is also this big over the top kung fu action theater thing that mm-hmm. you i don't think you'd want to play a whole campaign of it but I right. think you might dig it mm-hmm. the ninth one which is kind of related to what we've been talking about is stress release, which could become antisocial behavior, but does not have to be. So what I mean is you got a bunch of pent up energy, you're having a bad day. And I realize this is kind of related to escapism, but it's a bit of a different sort of spin on that. You're not just looking to escape. No, you're looking to win. Yes, yep. you that, are, that does you not are, necessarily mean punching. You somebody. are specifically yeah. 
looking to release tension. Yeah. That you have tension from something, and you're not just looking to push it aside and not think about it. You are looking to let those muscles release yeah. and life, to let that past, happen. For the past week, life has been handing you L's. And now you get to game, and you get to start chalking up some yeah. wins. I've seen this at the table, and I don't think I've ever seen it actually benefit. Like I've seen before, we've come in and said, okay, Chad, you're running a D&D game. We've had a bad day. We've had a bad night. We want to fight some stuff tonight. Yeah. But it never gives you that stress relief that you're so looking for. Maybe it does for some people. I haven't seen it be effective. I, I'm just saying that you can have the role-playing form of falling down. <laughs> you know, if anyone's not familiar with the movie Falling Down, it's a movie, great movie, about this guy who... It's just dealing that's a with documentary, <laughs> and... but it's about this guy who's just dealing with the constant bureaucracy and sort of Kafka-esque nature of life. And he just hits a breaking point mm-hmm. and he just decides I'm going to walk in a straight line and I'm not going to bother anyone that's not on that line. But anyone on that line you know, can either get out of the way or he's going to do some unbelievably antisocial things to them. We'll just leave it at that. And. That's what happens in that movie. And I have seen this done in role playing where someone had a really bad week. Everything was kicked them down. Their boss was given a rough time, this, that, and the other. And they just want to come into this game and they just want to be an a-hole to everyone. And they Mm -hmm. want to kill some people and maybe do so in graphic fashion and whatever, because like I said, it's not escape. It's not, I'm just trying to push this to the side. I am trying to unravel it. I've played video games for that purpose before. And I think that a video game is a better outlet for it, because mm-hmm. if you're coming to the table to release this built up stress and tension, there's other people at the table. If you're sitting down to a video game by yourself, you're releasing that without hitting collateral damage of the other people's fun at the table with you. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're encountering this mob boss who is main part of the plot and, you know, it's been set up and you got to find out his plan. And then you have Gus who just had a crap week and he is going to walk in and he is just going to start shooting the place up and i've played in games like that before where everybody is like okay well we've got a plan or this thing we want to do we're going to do it and and then one person's like you know what f it i had a crap week and my character has a hand grenade like come on dude you're right it does often work out that way i remember a game you were running where two people were having Mm -hmm. kind of a bad week and that ended with them saying you know what we just get in a car and drive to chicago yeah and (laughs) torpedo the campaign yeah i'm not saying it couldn't work i'm just saying i've never seen it work it doesn't i don't think long term but and and i don't want to get too into it because the person who runs the game i'm in might hear this episode (laughs) but for me the stress is created by the game Mm. So my behavior in the game is the pressure release valve for the stress of the other two people I can't f***ing stand. Well, I mean, (laughs) that I think is a completely different story because you're not coming to gaming with the outside baggage. The baggage is there. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not going to I want to record it for one of your game notes because it is a private confession that is behind the paywall <laughs> and that I know that only people who really want to hear it are going to hear it. But, yeah, it's the only way I can find this game palatable is to not be myself. I think that there and this is something I've been kind of thinking about over the course of this this episode. We've talked about how, you know, 
people could game for stress relief. People can game for escapism. There is something negative or a general sort of background radiation of negativeness. And then for that, for whatever hours of game time that goes away or it's put on pause or blah, blah, blah. And that's great. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen. I'm not even saying that's a bad thing. It is a good thing. But people need to understand something Wayne had said. Gaming is not therapy. Can be, but it isn't. Because when the session's over, you go back to life. Yeah. You have to understand that the problems that are in your life, some you can deal with and some you can't do anything about. And maybe putting those problems on pause for a few hours is a good little way to catch your breath, but that's all it is. It's just a moment to catch your breath. When the game ends, you still have the problems and you can't get into this cycle of needing the game because sometimes the game doesn't happen. And if you really need the game to relieve that stress, you have to have a, a bit more of a fuller life. You have to have other ways. To I take also care of think yourself. this is one of the buckets that has a greater likelihood than most to cause problems for the table because stress relief, you know, as Wayne said, it doesn't tend to work out well. It can, mm. I believe it can, but you are more likely than not, I think, to, if you're bringing this to the table, to simply be disruptive to everyone else's experience. You know, because if they are there for some other reason, they want a deeper story, they want any one of these other reasons we've talked about, then the way in which you're relieving stress, it's not just personal in what motivated it, it's personal in how it's expressed. Mm -hmm. You know, I can ex do exploration of self. And it was my desires and my complexities and my unresolved whatever that led me to do that. But I can do it in a way that is productive to the game sure. and is conducive to the world. I think when you're just trying to blow off steam, once again, I'll accept it's possible, but it seems like it is far less likely to and be And if everybody's true. on board. Yeah, if, if everybody yeah. has had a bad week yeah. and you get together, yeah. it's like, we want to play a game of D&D &D on Friday and we want there to be hordes of goblins we can just crush because we want to get this out i think that could That's work because cool. everybody at the table yeah. is on the same page and all wanting to do it and then slaughter some goblins mm -hmm. so the last one i got on here number 10 is interacting with a particular world i guess you could put this in slightly different phrasing of saying interacting with a particular idea but I put it as world because what first came to mind was someone who says, man, I just watched The Mandalorian. I'm really pumped about Star Wars right now. I really want to play a Star Wars game. And so what they are sitting down for at that Star Wars game is to Star Wars. I'm making that a verb, yep. <laughs> you know, is to be part of that, is to do that sort of thing. I love this storyline of Injustice. I know I've never mentioned it before, <laughs> but there is a world I would love to interact with. You know, these are the sorts of settings or storylines or possibly characters where you're looking for something very narrow that you want to mess with that didn't necessarily come from yourself. Now, the interest in it may have come from yourself, but you want to play a Star Trek game because you're just in a real mood for that. You mm -hmm. want to play a Transformers game because you just got done watching one of the new netflix series yeah. things or 2020 has not really been bleak enough so i've been craving 3.5 D, D midnight i really want to play something dark and oppressive and ugly 
Okay. Uh, well, we can just go back to Sog, and this time I won't allow you guys any high-tech stuff. We'll play it the way That's it's meant to That's kind of what we asked for. I know. <laughs> well, and then one of you had an AI that was rebuilding a power grid. The, none of that I wrote. Mm-hmm. I ended up having to run with. But the presence of an AI that was rebuilding a power grid, that much I did not write. I will say that that being a motivation of wanting to explore a world... You don't even have to have everyone at the table have that same motivation. No. So, for example, I love Dresden Files. I love that world. Mm-hmm. I've run it for a table that, at the time, none of them had read any of the books. They were bringing their story in. And I was telling their story in that world that I wanted to mm-hmm. explore. And I've had the same thing where some of the players have read the book. Some of them have it. And you don't need to have everyone on board. But if I know that Chad has read all the books. I have not. You not, but I'm saying Mm -hmm. as an example, Chad has read all the books and he loves the setting. Then I'm going to want to cater to him as a player more of the setting versus Brodor's never touched any of the books and he's he likes the idea of this is magic and Mm -hmm. I've I've read all of them except the last two. I know. (laughs) That's why I'm using these (laughs) as opposite examples. So for him, I'm going to give him more right. of the magic and things. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, if I play, I want to be a wizard, like hardcore. Like I want, I want to do magic, right? If I'm playing Star Wars, I want to be a goddamn Jedi. Same here. And if I'm playing Dresden, I want to be a f-ing wizard without question. Yep. Same here. Because those are what are big about those worlds to me. You know, Star Wars is a huge, vast universe. You can be all these things. What's interesting to me about it? Lightsabers and the Force. Fucking A, magic and laser swords. It's just all I need. Four Dresden characters, not one of a wizard. I mean, you guys do you. <laughs> I'm just saying that if I was in the game, I That's would... That's the you guys do you of Chad, your guys are I, I would play. petition to play. No, 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 I'm serious. I will play a bounty hunter that protects your moisture farm <laughs> oh, from the people yes. who keep stealing your moisture. I know, right? I'm, I'm, a, stop. I, I'm, a, hit cl- I'm a hut club owner when I have a club called the Moisture Farm. <laughs> you know exactly what it is that we do. And it's on Tatooine, and it's not far from your f***ing moisture farm, right. and I own your ass. I have never <laughs> wanted to run a Star Wars game before this moment. <laughs> yep. And everybody shits on the moisture farm, man. <laughs> oh, you, no. you can only do that no, if it's clock. No, no, you can be shit on at right. the moisture farm. We have the brown showers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Got pay extra. <laughs> you need to run a one shot that's just called one the shot. moisture farm. Dude, I'll run it in inspectors and you guys will be the custodial staff. <laughs> Ew. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I guess we could go on to do other episodes where we actually deal with some of these in like great detail. Mm-hmm. Like how exactly do you sate someone who has one of these desires? But I don't know the if we brown would... shower. It's easy. It's just you have a lot of milk. Not your ideas, bro. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah, the eight ideas I came up with, one from John, one from Wayne. We'll leave your ideas at the curb. <laughs> and I don't know, but I felt it was good to at least give sort of a overview of this topic. And I want you to think, if you're a role player, which I presume you are since you're listening to the show, why do the people at your table show up why are they role-playing in the first place and it may change from day to day it may change from game to game it may change from character to character but why are they showing up and what are the things that you can do to help them get the most out of that or 
maybe you need to examine yourself, be a little situationally aware that you're trying to accomplish something in this role-playing game that is either best not done in a role-playing game at all or is not done with this group of players for some reason. For example, I know that if I've got to really work through my repertoire of null voices, <laughs> Brodor is not where I should go to get out my Do-Re-Mi. Mm. See, it's so funny because I'm such a hypocrite because I hate the voices, but I'm fully willing to embrace storytelling and oration as an art form, right? And holding the room, being able to command the room to sort of like a conductor gauging the energy, knowing when to cut one instrument off and let the next instrument in and raise crescendo. Like I get, I can see the art performance side of it. I, I just can't listen to dumb voices. <laughs> what if it's a really, Oh no, you said that. Yeah. yeah we've already really been good, over yeah. this. Yeah, so, yeah. All right, so for the rest of you at home who can handle dumb voices, mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be anything in the show notes outside of timestamps of where topics were covered or points were made. But still, have a great week, great games, and uh, we will catch you guys next time. This has been a production of Fear the Boot, copyright 2021. Listeners are free to use this episode in a non-commercial endeavor, so long as credit is provided to feartheboot.com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at feartheboot.com. If you wish to support this show and its related endeavors, you can do so at patreon.com slash feartheboot.